0: just like that you found us. My name is Ken and I'm joined by my son, William. Welcome to our journey as we discuss music, life, and our shared love of coffee. This is Studio 36. Hey, well, welcome to our first episode of 2023, but we're going to call it episode 34 because we decided that we're going to do seasons in 36s, right? For Studio 36, we're going to go through 36 episodes. we got a few more left. That's an exciting one we're going to wrap up on, mm-hmm. and uh, then we'll start season two. Yeah. So this is the first one of this year. We've taken a, a few weeks off. Uh, we wrapped up 2022 uh, with episode 33. Uh, it was a great discussion. Uh, didn't intend to have such a big break here with a few weeks and you've been sitting on a solo piano album that was a Christmas album and here we are at the end of January <laughs> so I'm sure you've been enjoying uh, George Winston December I'm excited to hear about that we've had a lot going on in the family and it's it's not uh, it's not all good uh, you know we've just been working through some family medical uh, issues and and some of it quite serious and you know it really challenges us. I know we like to start our podcast with uh, with gratitude and joy, and it, you know sometimes when you're looking for gratitude and joy, uh, it, it can be tough. Some weeks can be tough. Some months can be tough. Some years can be tough. Um, but there always is some. I mean, if you look hard enough, there's always something to be grateful for. And uh, and I'll I'll just kind of kick us off because I've spent some uh, some time here, um, not only with uh, with Papa Jack. Uh, he's He's at home, going through uh, he, you know his uh, situation and uh, is experiencing just lots of guests, and uh, yeah, we're all feeding photos to his <laughs> uh, his live photo frame, which is really cool. I know he sits right next to it, and he loves all the photos that that feed into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, and then we also jumped into you know some medical issues that uh, that sent uh, you know sent us to the hospital, right? And um, I think that's where I'm going to lean in a little bit on my gratitude. My uh my gratitude is really for the demand on healthcare workers. Yeah. Um you know when we've spent a little bit of time in emergency and and then in the hospital but in emergency it is just amazing what these healthcare workers do because our hospitals are still just stacked up. There are beds that are lining the hallways and uh you know and I feel for the patients that are in beds. In the hallways, uh, lined up, you know, head to foot, right, right down the hallway with a little curtain in between. Uh, They're going through, you know, medical conditions, obviously serious ones because they're in emergency. And, um, you know, and that's sad. It's sad that there's not enough room for everybody to have a room. Yeah, I know that it took, uh, you know, I know it took your mother a good, you know, a good week or so to get into a room, um, you know, in in the hospital. And so, when you think about these healthcare workers, I think. I think we tend to think about it as, oh, the, the pandemic was a big, you know, a big rush of uh, filling the hospitals. Uh-huh. Uh, but the fact is, is they're still full. Uh, the emergency we were at has a, a tent outside. That's how they intake the patients. There's a lot of patients there. And then you get inside, and then the, the work that these healthcare workers do is just spectacular. And to not only do all that work, but to also maintain empathy. Uh, to uh, be very personable with all the patients that are there. Yeah, and I just have a lot of a lot of gratitude uh, for them. Also, as I'm witnessing other patients that are in the hospital, and I see many of them that are not surrounded by friends and family. You know, it made me feel grateful that I am surrounded by people, uh, and, and I wish that for everybody. And uh-huh. uh, but I think the the fact that we have relationships, that we have people that care about us. Um, anyways, I'm just, I'm just deeply grateful for that. And so I think that's where I'm going to really, uh, uh, apply my gratitude for, uh, for the past few weeks. Cause it has been challenging times, but there's always, uh, there's always something, right? Something to be grateful for. So, mm-hmm. uh, why don't you tell me a little, you know, I know you're, you're traveling some of this journey <laughs> with me. Why don't you tell me a little bit about, uh, some some gratitude or some joy that you've found in the past uh, couple of few weeks.
1: Yeah, I think I'm mostly grateful for the fact that I'm, you know, actually capable of being able to visit my Papa Jack and my mom. You know, with my Papa Jack, it's just a matter of, you know, we're kind of impeding on their space, but we get to go and spend time with them. And I
0: really enjoy that. Um You're not impeding on their space. I'm just telling you that (laughs) they love you impeding on their space because it's just a it's it's just a joy to sit down and and hang out with Papa Jack.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know anybody that is as capable of cheering up a room as he is, you know, just his smile is infectious. And, you know, it's it's great being able to spend time with him.
0: Yeah. yeah, And I'm glad you brought that up because it is amazing, uh, you know, given his his condition that he still has a smile he still is uh, has humor and the gift that he has given all of us is that he's given us the gift that um, that it's okay that he's moving on yeah. and he makes everybody feel okay um, that you know he's he's on that road uh, to move on he of course um, cares deeply about the impact on on your nana but uh but for everyone else i think he's i think that's the gift that he's given all of us yeah um and then when it comes to my mom i'm very grateful
1: for the fact that i can actually visit this time around you know in the past it's always been you know there's been very strict rules on visiting in the hospital and they're they're still pretty strict but you know i wasn't capable of actually going and seeing her in the past and you know it's really nice to be able to now right so yeah,
0: yeah, and if with everything she's got going on, she also um, just has a, a great level of emotional intelligence and, uh, and and humility, gratitude, and even a little bit of humor. And yeah. I think again, that's uh, that in and of itself is a gift as well. So yeah. it's uh, it, it's trying times, but uh, you know, like we uh, started this podcast, is that when you look, if you are looking, uh, there is always a place to find some gratitude. Uh, joy is sometimes a little hard to find, but, uh, definitely gratitude is always, uh, is always there to find. Yeah. So, uh, are you, uh, are you, are you ready to release this, uh, <laughs> this album that you've been listening to for over a month and get yes. into our listening experience from our last episode? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Well, I'll let you choose, uh, if you want uh, me to go first or if you'd like to go first.
1: Yeah, I'll go first. I, I feel like my summary might be a little bit shorter than yours. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> so, well, I listened to December by George Winston and by saying my summary is short isn't fair to the album because it is a great album. Um, you know, just with a lack of lyrics or anything, there isn't way too much t- to talk about unless I were to try and sing the melodies, but I don't really want to Put anybody through me trying to sing the melodies, so (laughs) we'll just get into it. Um, The first song that I really enjoyed was um, actually the song "Joy." It just had an upbeat, you know, a little bit of a faster tempo,
0: and it was a it was a nice change of pace on the album. Um, Do Do you you think? uh, I I was thinking about this because I know I mentioned that song last time when I was giving you the album. Do you think the music was written? And then the thought was, I think we need to name this Joy because it just feels that way. Or do you think the song was named and then the music was written to the name? And I don't know the answer. I think the music was written first. Okay. I feel as if it was. Because it's just, it's that song is, that's an appropriate name for that song.
1: Yeah. I also really liked um, Night Part Three on, you know, kind of the opposite end of the spectrum from joy it was you know a bit of a darker sounding song but then you have these kind of really uplifting chord progressions especially in the second half which kind of led to a brighter side you know the light at the end of the tunnel is always a lot brighter than going in right um and that's that's something that i enjoyed but for my final pick you know my overall pick. I gotta go with the Holly and the Ivy. Really? Yeah. This is um this is a song that I just imagine Christmas morning. Um, you know, maybe some light snow outside, but our family's all together downstairs as we normally do. And this is the kind of music that I usually imagine going along with that picture.
0: I think so George Winston's uh piano playing I think it does transport you and when I listen to it, um You know when you have that first couple days of that heavy snow? Yeah. And somehow acoustically it deadens the sound outside. Yeah. Like it's almost like our studio here, right, where we have acoustic dampering. And that that silence, almost you could name it a snow silence, that silence of the first big snow. And I imagine George Winston piano music, specifically December in this case. Mm -hmm. I imagine that is the perfect soundtrack. To that silence that's happening with the snow
1: yeah there's actually some scientific uh reasoning behind the silence of when snow's falling if you didn't know that it does actually provide noise suppression
0: yeah well it, which it has I, to I it's, it, it's it's yeah uh, it's just the coolest i would say it's the coolest sound but let's say it's the coolest void of sound yeah so i uh we might still have another snow in us this year i don't know we've, we've had it into <laughs> february before We'll see. Um, I always always like a good snow. Yeah. Now go two or three days into the snow. Now it gets sloppy and there's slushy stuff on it and it's dirty because the cars are driving over it. It's it, For me, it's that first hit of the snow uh, that really does that, uh, that effect that we're talking yeah. about.
1: As long as, you know, there isn't huge patches of ice coming along with that.
0: Right. I don't have the best luck with ice. Well, <laughs> best to stay off it if you can. But yeah. uh, if you can't, then... Create some means to get through it. <laughs> so is is that it for your album? Are you? Yeah. Uh, oh, good. So I, you're officially releasing that album from your listening experience. <laughs> but I do hope that you try other George Winston albums because there's some no, other there's some other great seasons that uh, uh, that he's written to. Yeah. Okay. Well, you gave me a uh, Radio Music Society, which is the fourth studio album from Esperanza Spaulding. Mm-hmm. And uh, this uh, particular album was released in March of uh, 2012, uh, so we're looking about you know a, a decade ago uh, when the album was released. Uh, its genre is in contemporary jazz, R&B, and neo soul. So um, this was a, a great, uh, this was a great album and a great artist. And and uh, I know I've said this many times before, but once again, you've introduced me to a new artist a new album and it was a lot of fun to listen to. And obviously I've had a lot of time to listen to it over the past few weeks. Mm -hmm. So a little bit about uh, Esperanza. Um, She was born in October of 1984 in Portland, Oregon. So this is actually a North, uh, a Northwest uh, resident um, of uh, Welsh native American and Hispanic descent. And her primary instrument, as you mentioned last time was the double bass, which is really cool. All right. It just has this, uh, it's like the ultimate subwoofer. Um, uh, Esperanza started in uh, at age five playing violin in Chamber Music Society. So now I'm wondering, well, was was playing in the Chamber Music Society, was that any type of inspiration for the album name of Radio Music Society? And I, I don't know, maybe it was, but that's kind of interesting. She had scholarships to Portland State as well as uh, Berkeley College of Music. She does have some accolades being selected by Barack Obama to perform at the Nobel Peace Prize Ceremonies in 2009. Beyond that, uh, she did do some instructing, uh, some instructing both at uh, Berkeley in in 2017 and was also appointed the professor of the practice of music at Harvard in 2018. So very accomplished artist, uh, but also a great performer and recording artist. Uh, so a little bit about the uh, the album. The album was uh, produced by Esperanza and most of the songs were written by her as well. Uh, so a very, again, not just accomplished musically as a performer, but accomplished in, in regards to writing and producing. A little bit about um, uh, what others have said about the album. One reviewer said that it's a jazz record that got popular without pandering. So I Ponder that a little bit of what that <laughs> means, and, and, I, and I think I know. But there was also a funny review that she injects her jazz roots with some modern soul and pop juice, maybe <laughs> even inspiring Bieber faithful to check in on what all the fuss is all about. Huh. I thought that was just a really funny, uh, funny review connecting yeah. that to pop music. So anyways, it was a lot of fun about the songs. A few songs uh, resonated with me. Uh, First City of Roses, I-, I love City of Roses because it was upbeat Um, and it, it vividly paints a picture or a scene of the City of Roses. And I think she uh-huh. did a really good job of that, not only uh lyrically, but also with the music. Uh, another song, Jazz Ain't Nothing But Soul. Again, another upbeat song. It had a little kind of uh, whimsical fun nature about it. Um, The lyric in that particular song, jazz is all the truth to be found. Never mind who's putting it down. so mm-hmm. I think just that whole idea of hey let's just play some jazz. Uh, there might be different styles out there. It doesn't matter who's putting it down uh, but but jazz is just this great uh, genre of music. yeah but my pick I believe it was right at the top of the album radio song. I really like the song I like the pace uh, I like the uh, I like the chorus. Uh, I like when she sings um, now you can't help singing along even though you you keep singing it wrong. And I started (laughs) to think about all of the famous uh, uh, misunderstood lyrics uh, of all the songs that are out there. And I don't know if you can think of any. I think of uh, lyrics like uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix when uh, when people thought it was excuse me while I kiss this guy, right? (laughs) Instead of this guy. I don't know. Do you have any? misunderstood lyrics that come to mind um i would say almost any song by
1: pearl jam i don't know if anybody actually knows the lyrics to every pearl jam song
0: i don't know if you have to i think you could just mumble along <laughs> right <laughs> just sound a little grungy and mumble along and it's a lot of fun so um anyways there's a you you can google miss uh misunderstood lyrics and there's yeah. a whole list and they're really funny i know that uh we had this uh, argument when i was a child and it was with uh it was with a stepbrother uh, at the time, and he was convinced it was a Pat Benatar song, and it was Hit Me With Your Best Shot. The actual name of the song, I think, is Hit Me With Your Best Shot, <laughs> but he was convinced it was Hit Me With Perfection. And boy, did we, and it was some serious argument over this song. It was the funniest thing. So that was my first experience <laughs> with Misunderstood Lyrics, but uh, of course, there's many more uh, since. So uh, it was it was just a great, great overall album. I appreciate you giving it to me, and yeah. I'm just super excited about getting into this next week's listening experience. And since you started the first one, I'm going to let you go ahead and start this next one as well.
1: All right. I thought to follow up your piano album that you gave me, the album I'm giving you isn't quite piano, but it is more of a orchestral album. Um, I think there's one song with lyrics on it, but I'll just, I'll get straight into the title because it's kind of, I would say give it away. But I don't know if give you've away, ever watched it away, give it away, give it away. Now <laughs> you give me Chili Peppers this week? No, definitely not. Pretty far from that. Um, this album I'm giving you is a anime and manga collection by the. I'm gonna butcher this. Mona Nuke Ensemble. So this, uh, you're gonna have to send me the link
0: to that. Yeah, one, right? I definitely
1: will. Don't worry. I've already I already pulled it up just so I could send it to you. Um, this is just a bunch of songs from mostly uh studio ghibli films which is um like spirited away how's moving castle i think you've walked in while i was watching these a couple of times but you know these are some songs that have been kind of cemented throughout my childhood you know um did emily ever force you to watch ponyo
0: I don't believe so. Oh, okay. I, I like the the uh, reference to force me to watch it. Yeah. So I'm uh, sure that's coming soon after <laughs> this, uh, this episode is released. Yeah. Well, it's like,
1: I'm pretty sure she loved that movie at some point,
0: but, you know, there's the
1: opening for that in here. It's just a, you know, it's a collection of when soundtrack did, music. When did
0: you first come in uh, contact with this music? Um... The movies. I really okay. enjoyed the movies. And and do you, do you just search it from there? Or are you shazamming it? Or what are you doing to get to the music? I was searching it. I was okay. searching for it. Nice. Um, because Studio Ghibli does this thing where they have,
1: um they do a lot of reoccurring themes. So, you know, they'll have, for example, the theme for Howl's Moving Castle is Merry-Go-Round of Life. So they play pretty much the same song throughout the whole movie. But they'll change the instrumentation, the tempo, you know, all this kind of stuff to make it feel different. And it's, you know, it doesn't get boring to me. I love that. Most of these compositions come from one of my favorite composers, uh, Joe Hisashi. I, I can't properly. That's all right. Yeah, sorry. There's a bunch of names here <laughs> that
0: I can't pronounce. How um, do you recommend uh, listening to this album?
1: I think you just listen to it. Um I think some of the songs will bring back flashes of these movies that I've forced you to watch. Um, But yeah, just listen to it and enjoy it because he does have good compositions and it keeps you entertained. Um, You know, it's not all orchestra. You're definitely going to hear some process sounds, especially in songs like The Path of the Wind or... um, even Ponyo, you'll hear some processed sounds, and that's the only song with um, lyrics, just so you know. So it might catch you off guard. But as for my deep cuts, I've already mentioned it, but Merry Go Round of Life is probably one of my favorite um, songs without lyrics. So yeah,
0: that's the album. Perfect. Well, I, uh, I'm, I'm super excited to give you this next album. Uh, I had it queued up uh, at least a couple times this past year, and then something else uh, stepped in its way. Uh, but very, uh, very appropriate uh, now. Timing's good. Um, this artist uh, was born in England in 1944. Oh. And it's not going to take long before you figure this one out. Uh, this artist ranked in the top five guitarist of all time by Rolling Stone referring to him as one of the most influential lead guitarists in rock. And some uh, refer to him as the guitarist guitarist. Um, he He's that good. Uh, he's known for playing guitar for the Yardbirds and is also known for his own band, the Jeff Beck Group. And so, um, you know, Jeff Beck, as, as you know, uh, passed away recently. Mm-hmm. And so that... Uh, you know, it was really an opportunity to reflect on what did he contribute to uh, to music. And he contributed a, a significant amount, uh, as, as I mentioned, being the guitarist guitarist. He didn't achieve as much uh, commercial success as his peers like Jimmy Page or Eric Clapton. Yeah. Um, but he received uh, many Grammys. Uh, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. Um, so just a, a very accomplished guitarist. And. I'm excited about giving you uh, his uh, the Jeff Beck Group his 1968 album. It's a debut album called Truth. Um, this album included uh, both Rod Stewart and Ronnie Wood. So Ronnie Wood, of course, plays guitar for the Rolling Stones, and uh, and you know who Rod Stewart is, right? Because he he went on and had uh, and still has his uh, solo career, um, very accomplished in his own rights. So when you listen to the Jeff Beck Group specifically, Truth you're going to hear Rod Stewart as the lead singer. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, It was recorded at Abbey Road, uh, among other studios. And the uh, genre, and this is kind of an interesting one, blues rock, that makes sense, right, for Jeff Beck. But it's also considered hard rock and even heavy metal. Huh. In fact, this particular album, Truth, some have referred to as the first metal album. So you want the uh, breakthrough of a genre? This is one of those albums that can do this. Interesting. Uh, some of the songs you might notice are credited to Jeffrey Stewart. Um, that's a pseudonym for both Jeff Beck and Rod Stewart. They they uh-huh. use their names, so obviously they were having some fun there. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So the songs there's uh, there's many great songs on this album. I'll call attention to a few. The first one, actually written by Jimmy Page, a very famous guitar uh, centric song, Beck's Bolero. So listen to Beck's Bolero. You're going to get a lot of uh, guitar, obviously. Uh, There are are not uh, lyrics to that particular song. Mm -hmm. Another song that I like uh, from uh, Beck's former band, Shape of Things. So the album's going to kick off with Shape of Things. I just, I've always enjoyed that song. Uh, A lot of fun. And then uh, a couple more songs that uh, Rod Stewart continued on playing through his career. uh, You Shook Me and Rock My Plimsoll. So there's a couple of songs that I think you'll enjoy. But my pick, uh, I Ain't Superstitious. The song is just a great, uh, it's just a great song. I mean, between what, what Rod Stewart brings to the song and what Jeff Beck brings to the song, they play really well off of each other. And just the lyrics are fun, too. You know, I Ain't Superstitious. But a black cat crossed my trail. Bad luck ain't got me so far, and I won't let it stop me now. So it's just, <laughs> you know, I ain't superstitious. And it's just it's just a great, uh, great uh, blues rock song. So, so there you have it. You're All going right. to get uh, this week, Truth by the Jeff Beck Group. All right. And you're going to give
1: me... Anime and Manga Collection by Mononuke
0: Ensemble. Perfect. We'll come back and we'll talk about those albums.
1: All right.